Simplicity is a concept that we don't talk a whole lot about in the church and out of the church. And in fact, we tend to live in a culture of excess. And so when we start talking about simplicity, it can make us a little bit nervous. I hope you will push through that and you will listen with an open heart and open mind for the things that God might have for you in this series. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. And today we are continuing our series on the spiritual disciplines with the study of simplicity. Simplicity is very simple, but it's something that I think we overlook or we forget about as far as the spiritual applications. Uh, in, my, in our life, every year after a very consumer-filled December, we do a no-spend January. And honestly, this has been the one thing in my life that has taught me the most, I think, about simplicity. I don't want to say the one thing, but I think it's a consistent thing that we do that has taught me a lot about simplicity that just helps us balance out as a family. And um, I think it's hard at first, but by the end of the month, after we have eaten from the freezer and used up all the half-used shampoo bottles, maybe from our last vacation or things like that, we realize how far that we can get off track, especially after a December that has been filled with consumerism. And not that that's the focus of Christmas, but I think that's just our natural tendency because of all the media and advertisements and, and the focus can really... Uh, kind of land there. 
So today we're going to kind of talk about that whole aspect. And I think that's what I'm talking about when I talk about simplicity. I'm talking about scaling back and really living a life that is content with what we have instead of always seeking after the things that we don't have. Um, I think that sometimes we can get, as a culture, um, we both inwardly look at this through a lens and not necessarily as an outward lifestyle. So what I mean by that is um, if we look at somebody that has an outward lifestyle of simplicity, there's a tendency to think that they're doing it for uh, maybe religious reasons, but yet there's like this legalistic aspect of it where we shy away from it. Um, and I think specifically... Um, and not not to be negative, this is not negative at all. Um, one of the things that I see in our area is we have a lot of Amish in our area. And very few people are actually friends with the Amish because there's like this um, perspective that they're lifestyle is legalistic. Now, if you were to talk to an Amish person, that's not the case at all. They are really um, intentionally doing this as an act of posturing their heart. Uh, with a simple lifestyle that that is pursuing God. Now, do I agree with all the theology and all that kind of stuff? No, but I think that's a really good example when I am standing in a store with a cart full of groceries and it's, you know, I'm, we're American, so there might be some pre-made pizzas and things like that in there. <clears throat> and then I look at my Amish counterpart that's standing in a grocery store and they have all ingredients like flour and butter and eggs and milk. Uh, geez, and that kind of stuff. Um, there's a difference in their approach to life, the simplicity of it. Now, does that mean that it's not hard? Of course not. They work really hard and making things from scratch is really hard. But there's a difference between, I think, the two approaches. And, and I, I think that's a really easy example. But what we're going to do today is we're going to kind of dive down into some of the realities of what that looks like in our lives and what that looks like in our spiritual lives. Uh, we do have a tendency to really lean towards the keeping up with the Joneses type lifestyle. And, and by we, I mean just Americans in general. Um, but most of the time, the Jones family isn't very happy. <laughs> you know, they might have all the extra bells and whistles, but there's all sorts of stuff going on. And um, in the book, we're loosely following the Celebration of Discipline book by Richard Foster. One of the things he says in his chapter on simplicity is it's time that we awaken to the fact that conformity to a sick society is to be sick. And I think we sometimes get caught up in conforming to the culture around us, not realizing how that affects us. So the Christian dis discipline of simplicity is really like this reality of posturing our hearts, like I said, into a place of simple and contentness. Um, and then that results in an outward lifestyle. But it's not necessarily just saying, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do these things for the sake of not doing them. And so there's both this inward and outward aspect, but both of them are essential. So we really can't have an inward simplicity without it affecting how we actually live. But just to try to attempt a lifestyle of simplicity by modifying our lifestyle, it, that will lead to legal legalism. Um, and that's what we want to avoid. What we what instead what we want to do is 
look at the biblical approach to simplicity and uh, recognize where there might be a disconnect. I think there's a couple reasons why we want to do this. Um, the result of simplicity, and I've seen this in my own life and other others, the life of others that have pursued this, is we become real truthful and real honest. Um, we get real confident in our identity. We stop lusting for status or position. That kind of, that kind of stuff just falls away. And we stop living for the world. So really, we become more generous with our possessions, our time. And so it, this is really a heart issue that has results um, outwardly. The biblical approach... Um, it, I think it's important to recognize that some people say that there is nothing about economics in the Bible. That's not true. That couldn't be farthest from the truth. But then there's this opposite end. You know, you'll hear about the prosperity gospel where it's always name it and claim it. And if you're not being blessed financially, then it's an issue with your own faith. And and the reality is, is there is a very clear directive in scripture about this that on both ends of the spectrum, um, they ignore that. So, we see throughout scripture this biblical dialogue about um, standing up against the expectation of the poor is is a negative thing. Um, it's pretty clear and straightforward. In the Old Testament, you will hear about the year of Jubilee. That's where um, this idea that all of the land belongs to God. So every seven years, I think the land would go back and then every year Jubilee was 50 years. And so the land would go back to the original owner. And so this idea of permanent land ownership was a really good way to balance things out. So there wasn't super wealthy and super, you know, super impoverished. Now that didn't always work out throughout the Old Testament. We see that sometimes they ignored that. But that concept is was a biblical concept to kind of address that. In the New Testament, uh, we see Jesus, he says, no servant can serve two masters. Uh, he's either going to hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. And he says specifically, you cannot serve God and money. And you know that's just one of lots of different places in the New Testament. We hear Jesus addressing this. Um, the rich young ruler comes and the, the suggestion or the command from Jesus is that he needs to go get his heart right with this assumption that his heart is caught up in all of his riches versus what truly matters, the simplicity of, of pursuing a relationship with Jesus. Father God, thank you so much for the way that your word continues to reveal opportunities to grow closer to you. Lord God, I pray that above everything else, that we would live lives that are content with you, that we would strip away the excess that is perhaps clouding our vision of you or getting in the way in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits. Lord, help us reveal to us the things in our lives that are unnecessary, that perhaps maybe have taken too high of a place in our hearts. And as we recognize those things, God, help us to be obedient to what it is you are calling us to do with those things. Lord God, I thank you for your presence and your spirit and the way that you enable us to continually seek after you and follow you in obedience. Lord God, I pray for my friends today that you would be with them. They would sense your presence in a real and tangible way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey. 
Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.